This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, good morning, folks, and welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, in the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. Say hello, Kevin. Good morning. It's a beautiful day here in San Diego. He's borrowing headphones, borrowing a windscreen. Because I drove a different car, and then I forgot everything. Forgot everything. So, all good. Along with the buffet line here, I need my own locker. Hey, excuse me, uh, Brendan. Uh, why was there not uh, treats in the green room this morning? Still working on it. Still working. <laughs> Where is the green room? Uh, technically, it's across the hallway from you. Oh, guys. is that the green room over there? Okay. <laughs> green room's white room here. <laughs> <laughs> well, green rooms are never green. Just so you I know, know. Right? It's so that. weird. Why do they still call it the green room? That's what it's been called for forever, and that's where all the all, all the guests wait. So there you go, the green room. Anyway. So, we appreciate you joining us this morning to Auto Talk Radio. Kevin's disappointed. He doesn't have his buffet in the green room. He doesn't have a locker to keep his stuff in. So, um, we're going to have to send an email up to uh, management here to see if we can get that happening. So, along with uh, uh, other items, huh, Brendan? All, All good. We appreciate everything you do, without question. All right, folks, we appreciate you joining us this morning here at Auto Talk Radio. Um, Yeah. What are we talking about today, Kevin? How to find a quality repair faculty. Faculty. <laughs> Facility. <laughs> I, I didn't read that fully. <laughs> I didn't read that fully. <laughs> What's an auto repair faculty? It, it would faculty a, is the people that work someplace. In it. <laughs> well, uh, a like quality shop facu- without the, quality faculty is not a good shop, okay? Okay, I will give you that. There you go, 110%. <laughs> you need a quality shop with quality faculty. I agree with you. So, and that would include everybody from uh, uh, people that work in the front, uh, managers, service consultants, to all the way to technicians. You need all the quality faculty, right, Kevin? Yes. That's correct. Did you lose something over there? No. Okay, good. As long as you're doing fine, then we're all good. So uh, for now on, you'll have to read every sentence before you speak. Okay. I didn't even open that email until right now. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> At least you have it on your phone still, for sure, for sure. All right, folks. Uh, appreciate you joining us this morning. You can give us a call here at one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Once again, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Anything automotive related, we're happy to talk to you about. Uh, busy week this week, huh? Yes. Car wise, yes, very busy. Um, any kind of cool stuff going on? Lots of transmissions. I saw you were working on. Yes, quite a few, huh? You spent all week on transmissions this week. Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, they do break. Yes, for the most part, huh? Yes. No, didn't you finish a diesel truck too? You were working yes. on. Yes, I saw an in- injection pump. <laughs> oh, injection pump, the high pressure pump. Yes. Oh, it was uh, losing prime or something. Um, it was starting to come apart inside. Yeah, so there was metal shavings and. 
Gotcha. That's, I mean, uh, what? Any I, injectors damaged or no? No. Oh, good. I I was having an issue with uh, the uh, fuel pressure regulator, but once I got in there, it, you could see the metal shaving stuck in the end of it. So. Oh, causing the regulator to to hold open. Yes. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so dropping off pressure. You got to put the injection pump in and then put the filters, flush everything out, and get it all. Exactly. Yeah, I know. He's not talking close enough to the mic. That's because it's not his windscreen, and he's staying away from it. So he's going to have to start yelling more. Okay. Is that better? Whoa. <laughs> Easy now. Going to blow everybody's ears. All right, folks. one 888 is We're happy to talk to you about anything automotive related this morning. Uh, we are talking about, though, uh, finding a quality auto repair facility. And before you need one, and often this happens, you know, you move into town, you're you're new someplace, you're out of town, you're on the road, whatever it may be, um, you you might need it. So so obviously, when you're out of town on the road and have an issue, that's going to be more of a quicker thing than uh, in town. You move into someplace new, so we'll start with the move into someplace new. Um, you know, I one time was uh, speaking with uh, uh, an elderly. Um, lady and uh, she had told me she said hey look my my husband passed away of 30 years and uh he used to take care of all the household responsibilities which included the cars uh her question was how do i know if i'm going to uh or how can i find a quality repair shop you know um she had said that uh, he had handled most of that stuff and she wasn't convinced that uh the previous place she had been going to was of quality uh so you know uh, there's numbers of people that move into some place or have this kind of scenario that are trying to figure this out. And there's many items that I come up with that, that are extremely important when doing so. Number one, I always tell folks, there's a couple ways you can do this. You Number one, a great place to start is with AAA. Because AAA vets their repair shops better than, than anybody out there, no question about it. And every year you have to hit a CSI rating. Uh, they come in and check on us quarterly, make sure everything's good. Um, if there, if you are a AAA member, you don't have to be to find a AAA shop because uh, you can l- log on to uh, uh, the AAA website here in California and uh, or anywhere nationwide. There's also a AAA nationwide, and you can put in your zip code, and it will give you the AAA approved repair facilities near you. So a good way to go. That's a great place to start. Once again, because those facilities are vetted. Actually, they're the only ones that are vetted really well that I know of. Well, so, it's a good start. I mean, it's a great start. There is no question because so, at least somebody's checking in on them. Way better than any place else because most places. I mean, the state of California has a Bureau of Automotive Repair. You have to have a license, but they don't come around quarterly and check on you, and they don't even check on you to get a license. Well, the difference well, with them is they don't start checking on you until somebody complains about you. Exactly. That's the exact point I was going to make. They're busy doing that, handling consumer complaints. So, um, you know, we. Unless there's an issue, you don't ever see one of those guys or well, gals because there's ladies that work for the bureau too. It's kind of like dealing with the police department. I mean, if you if you're not having issues, the the police aren't going to show up to your house every day. So I mean, yeah, the police are a little different though. You yeah. you as a business owner, if you have an issue with somebody, you can call the police. As as an auto repair shop, we can't call the bureau of automotive repair on a consumer. We should be able to, but you can. There's a few I would have liked to somewhere down the road. Not too many, but a couple here and there after. Um, over 25 years of doing this so no they are definitely on the other side but i'm just saying they 
they'll never they don't come by to see if you're no not unlike AAA right. that comes by and and does a consumer index rating on us and and calls clients and all that they don't do those kind of things you're right no yeah not at all so they 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 are more of an enforcement division we would say the bureau of automotive repair is than AAA which is more more of uh you know AAA will help you as a client or, or as a member if you have an issue with the AAA repair shop or a concern. Um, definitely will step in and help you. There is no question. Uh, but uh, um, the uh, um, they also are out there, you know, with us regularly, making sure that uh, our facilities are clean. We have quality technicians. We're taking care of clients. Um, you know, our our clients are satisfied that have had their vehicle serviced and repaired with us. They check with them regularly. So uh, all those items are definitely uh, handled and and uh, uh, kept on top of by them, which makes AAA repair facilities of quality, especially here in Southern California that I know of for sure because uh, – and, and the club that owns uh, – Southern California owns several others like Texas um, and other places across the nation too. So anyway, my point to that is is that they go above and beyond to make sure the facilities um, are of quality and taking care of clients, which is important. So that's the number one place to start and extremely important uh, if you move into a new place and you're looking to – a second thing I often tell folks is uh, uh, in doing that, you're going to want to go and visit the facility before you need it. That's always a great thing to do. So stop in, um, talk to folks there. You know, if you're new to town, you know, once you figure out what facility you may want to go to, uh, figure out, you know, just get familiar with it. Most people like we have clients that come in and do that all the time that are moved into town. We're more than happy to talk to them. So, and anybody should be if uh, they want to take care of you as a client. So, um, we get that a lot. And folks stop in and just, hey, new to town. You know what? Wanted to meet you guys. Heard about you guys uh, on the radio and that. Checked you out AAA wise. We know your AAA foot repair facilities. Um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. And you just get familiar. As I tell folks all the time, um, clients, you know, hey, stop by and have a cup of coffee with. It's all good. We always have coffee on and ready to go and. Uh, if you want to stop in and talk to any of my uh, managers or service consultants, et cetera, there in the, the front office, swing by any four locations. We're happy to chat with you. Um, so finding a repair facility, doing that is some of the best ways. I also tell folks, sometimes you can uh, also, on top of that, ask, you know, good, good, if you know somebody that's been living here for quite a while, where they've been going to, et cetera, if they've been happy, uh, you know. But a great way to go, you know, as far as that goes. The, the, but uh, once again, my biggest thing is you start with the AAA. It just means the shop has met the standards of membership. Uh, to become a AAA-approved repair facility, shop must undergo rigorous investigation. There is no question about that. Um, and before they can become a repair shop, they have to supply their customer list, and they go through and do, do calls to verify their CSI rating. And you have to hit, hit a certain, certain CSI rating. Uh, and it's about a, they contact about a hundred of the uh, roughly a hundred of the uh, 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 shop that wants to become Triple A's uh, clients, previous clients, to make sure. So, um, just a, a great way to go, and and uh, you know they make sure that you we have the equipment to repair the cars that we're working on. We make sure that we have the certified technicians, uh, you know, and then like I said, they make sure that uh, a customer, which CSI I talk about, is Consumer Satisfaction Index. Uh, for your facility, our facility, uh, and, and the questions asked are 
things such as was the these these are some questions that AAA asked to vet or verify a facility, and that would be such as was the estimate accurate compared to the actual bill? Very important. Was it close to or at what you know in California? That's very important. Uh, we at the West Automotive Group like to quote uh, repairs with tax and everything. That uh, that way, there's we try to minimize surprises out the door. We don't want that at all. So that way, when you come to show to pick up your vehicle, you know what it was going to be in that. Uh, was the job done on time? Estimate wise, did they keep your praise? In other words, hey, this is what. Now times can change on jobs anytime, but you know, did somebody pick up the phone call and say, hey, look, you know, uh, we were planning on tomorrow at eleven being done. Unfortunately, we have a delay on a part or whatever. So, so that's keeping in time, you know, and, and keeping uh, clients. Uh, uh, appraised of the timeline and when they'll have their vehicle back and when we'll be done completely. Always working on mechanical and electronic and electrical things and, uh, you know, whatever it is, and things can change. Because when you're repairing something and parts delays, et cetera, something goes wrong, uh, you know, times can change for that. Um, but it's how you keep the client appraised. Our, our clients, uh, we like to keep really appraised and know what they're doing. Did they fix it right the first time? great question you know did you have to bring it back was there an issue with it uh big uh big concerns there as far as that goes uh if you have to continually return 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 now don't get me wrong we we've had issues with things here and there and it's and then so the second part of that is how you're taking care of if there is an issue um can't work on this many vehicles over 28 years and not have an issue here or there right Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no question about that. All right. We're going to real quick here take our first break. Give us a call. 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yes, here on a, on a fabulous rainy morning. A fab, and yeah, we don't get to say that very often in Southern California, do we? No, it's, it, I like to see the change of season like, sometimes. So. Yeah, like I was talking to Brendan about earlier, right before we started the show, you know, he said they're supposed to get uh, some good rain coming Monday, Tuesday, which will create quite a bit of snow in the mountains. Yes. I have to bring my snowboard with me next week because I'll just leave from here and go straight up the Big Bear. I know Sean White's going to be so happy for that right now. Well, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. He hadn't been out. Well, I don't know. I'm sure he's been different places snowboarding anyway. I, all the mountains are open in Utah and all that. So, Well, Big Bear was all, all the ski scopes were open in it. To, we were up there. Was it last weekend? Yeah. yeah. Not real good snow, though, my friend. Actually, it was pretty good snow because you got to remember they got a bunch of snow. I mean, they've been adding a little bit of snow to Yeah, them, but, but they didn't have all, everything open. This will, if we get this dump, I think they'll have everything open. No, last weekend they had all the skis open. All no, the, all I'm the, saying they don't have all the lifts open at each resort. Oh, yes, they did. They, matter of fact, they were packed even. Well, they only are t- 
doing 50% or 25% of the tickets, number one. Is Big Bear part of the Southern California region that Newsom, you know, made that map before? I believe so, yes. What? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be open then. Is is it open? It's open, but yeah. 25%, that's it. That's all they sell tickets for. They sell out quickly. Gotcha. And I know they were making snow for a lot of areas because they didn't have the pack that they needed. There was a lot of the, the, the uh, other areas they weren't making snow for up there. So... I know well, they're going to be open again. No, they're not closed. They're open. I'm no. saying they did. I was reading. I get the Big Bear report. Oh, okay. They didn't have all the lifts open. That's what I was trying to tell you. Oh, okay. They were open, but they didn't have all the lifts open. But the more snow they get like this, then for sure they open everything up, usually all the trails. So um, as far as that goes. But uh, which I think means that if they have more area open, they can allow more lift tickets because only 25%. You know what I'm saying? That's that was the point I was trying to get to. Well, I do know this. They had overflow parkings. They were using overflow parking. So really, yeah. Man, the parking lot there is not that big. You mean like at Snow Summit? Yes, because they were because we were we were right at the bottom of Snow Summit where we were staying. So yeah, the parking lot's not that big up there though. So well, I don't know. Christian's going to go back again this Sunday. So he's gonna, does he yeah. snowboard? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking too. I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, we should go up and snowboard next weekend, man. So it ought to be good. Well, I don't. It could have got snow last night, too. I didn't even look. Uh, I'm sure they're getting some. They're supposed to get some snow this weekend, but like Brendan was saying, they're getting a lot. We're getting a lot more heavier rain Monday and Tuesday, and that will turn into a lot more 10 inches of snow is what he said. Uh, they're they're projecting up there uh, Monday or Tuesday. So by next week, there'll be a good, really good uh, snow base going for sure. And it's fun to snowboard when I've been up there before when it dumped, man. And it's always good to hit some some fresh powder if you can. You don't get that at Big Bear too often. So, uh, you know, you have to be there right when it hits. Well, yeah, fresh snow better than ice. So. Well, then they start grooming it. Yeah, so it's all good. Fun stuff, though. Well, the cool part is, too, it's only, what, what's like an hour and a an hour and a half. Hour, hour and a half. Hour and a half, roughly. As long as there's no accidents on the, yes. on the hill on the way up. So that's the important part. Don't forget to take your cables, even if you have a 4x4, four four, if you're heading up there. And, uh, oh, a suggestion automotive-wise, if you're going to head to the mountains and you get your cables, cables are best. Chains aren't that great for cars or trucks. You can get a set of cables. Do yourself a favor. Put them on in a parking lot here in San Diego where it's 60 degrees out so you know how it works and that they fit and all that. That way you know exactly what you need to do in case you need them. Because even if you have a four-wheel drive, the highway patrol can turn you around if they're requiring. Uh, you know, I've been up there. I always drive four-wheel drive trucks, but I've been up there before snowboarding uh, where we come across highway patrol. And you let them know, hey, your four-wheel drive, most of the time they just say, go ahead. Sometimes they're in a class where everybody must cable up, and I've been up there with a four-wheel drive, and they're like, nope, everybody's got to cable up. you got to cable up, man. Okay, so be it. If you have them, it's not a big deal. You pull over, put them on, and good to go. If you don't have them, you got to turn around and go back down the hill. Or sometimes there's people selling them up there, and you will pay a pretty penny for them. Go to your local auto parts store here in San Diego. Most of them carry them this time of year. Buy yourself a set of cables. Keep them with your vehicle. By the way, also learn which they go on, the front or rear, if you drive a car. Front-wheel drive cars do not work well if you put cables on the rear tires. They do not help. Don't laugh. I've seen it happen up there. Like tires spinning, and then you're like looking at the rear like, well, they got the cables on the rear tires, and the front tires are spinning. No, I just remember in the 80s one time, like when Subaru started big, Uh this lady went uh, to a tire place. And, you know, back then, everybody used to change their snow tires, you know, seasonal. (laughs) And they put her snow tires on the rear for. It was a front wheel drive. Uh, it, was, it wasn't an all wheel drive Subaru, just a front wheel drive one. 
Well, yeah, it was it was a four wheel. Uh, it was all wheel drive. It should have had snow tires on front and rear. It, my point yeah. is though, is like it wasn't doing no good because it was normally front wheel drive. So. Correct. Yeah, it's not doing any. Yeah, exactly. And it was the tire place that actually did that to her. I mean, they should have been like, hey, wait a minute, we need to put these on the front. Well, they also should have put them all the way around. To be honest, when you're on an all wheel drive, but it is what it is. But. uh yeah, no, I see funny things like that happen. Yes, so get familiar with your vehicle. If you're going to head up into the snow, be safe. Get get yourself some cables and uh, know how to put them on the vehicle and do it where it's not cold and freezing so uh, that you, when you do need them, you can slap them right on there and get back in the car where it's warm and on the road you go. It's very important to do. Uh, that is the Auto Talk tip of the week. Learn how to put your snow cables on if you're going to the snow. Um, important stuff. All right, folks, I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified up there for over 28 years, taking care of folks in uh, North County, San Diego, Uh, along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified out there in East County for over seven years, taking care of folks in East County. Um... And doing so, uh, Mr. Chris out there is my manager, along with West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right in central San Diego. Once again, AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of co- folks out there for coming up on four years here shortly, uh, enjoying uh, the central San Diego area there. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road, East Gate Mall, AAA approved and star certified for smog, taking care of folks in the Golden Triangle right across the freeway from us here for almost two years now. All of us at the West Automotive Group and employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason, and that is we all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Very important to us to uh, um, make sure we take care of all of our clients like their family. Stop in and have your vehicle service to repair and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. The West Automotive Group is proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs. Just ask one of our your service consultant or one of our service consultants or call in. They can do it over the phone, um, and we're happy to get you that. Uh, the West Automotive Group uh, cards that we have available, like I said, are six months no interest, and you can use them more than once continually anytime you have a repair. So it gives you six months. You don't have to cloud up your other credit cards. We're here to help as much as we can during this time of COVID. We also uh, uh, have uh, specific COVID protocols in place to uh, keep everything clean and safe for you and our employees uh, as clients and our employees. So uh, um, those those items are uh, being observed daily with masks and everything. If you need to get your vehicle serviced or repaired, just reach out. We're here to help. Uh, you can also take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis. If you think you have a transmission problem or concern, Make sure you get in and let us diagnose it. Uh, we too often see uh, people that are recommended to get a transmission service or repair uh, that uh, is incorrect. It may not even be transmission related. So get into us and we'll get you handled uh, and taken care of. You can go to westautomotivegroup.com to make those appointments. We also offer free shuttle rides to or from work and home. So we'll take you home, we'll take you to work, and we'll get you picked back up when we're done. We're there to help you out in any way we can. If you do need a rental vehicle, we have low-cost rental vehicles at any of our four locations. Um, you can follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. by just going to westautomotivegroup.com, clicking on one of the links and sign up to, to become a, a follower, and we send out tips all the time. You can also check out the Automan segments, where I'm the Automan on the CW and Fox uh, 5 News every week. 
uh, just go to uh, westautomotivegroup.com, westautomotivegroup.com, click on the Auto Man at the bottom, and it'll take you right there to the Auto Man page. Also, Auto Talk Radio page is there, and all of our podcasts are uh, located there. So if you miss a show, you can go there and download it if you like, or uh, listen to it right on your computer, etc. cetera. Uh, that's westautomotivegroup.com, and just click on Auto Talk. You can also email us anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. That's autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. But call us now at 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, we're happy to help you about, help talk to you about. Um, so stumbling along a little bit there, but it's all good, right? Good stuff. So real quick, let's uh, grab uh, Bruce and Carl's bag. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, um I had a um, a uh, Grand Cherokee, and it's actually my son's. And it was uh, uh, I talked to you about it before. It was a transmission, and the transmission was replaced. And what mm-hmm. was unique is because it took so long to get that tranny during this COVID thing. I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they they did it. It was a dealer, and they performed it. It was worked perfect. And uh, um, the thing is, uh, a couple weeks or a month later after the installation. Mm-hmm. It uh, went into a limp mode and all kinds of a uh, um, box into second air, gear. Yeah, picks up air, a fault. Air, air codes. And anyway, uh, so pop the hood and uh, the uh, there's a housing that comes after after the air cleaner, and that and a how this is a Hemi, and that housing is bolted down to the uh, supposed to be bolted down to the engine, and the bolt was missing. And uh, it was very loose. That's what brought our attention to it. It was so loose. And also, the uh, because of this looseness, apparently the uh, hoses with the hose clamp had become uh, unattached. Mm-hmm. They, they broke away, in other words. And uh, so it, it put it back together again. I, I had the I had a uh, a bolt that uh, was that fit and. Uh, reattach the hoses but it stayed in the limp mode mm-hmm. and after driving to a, another facility close facility that was just uh in the limp mode it, it, it turned out that they it said that uh, a the uh a piece of uh, became stuck in the throttle body oh yeah and then we uh, relayed to them about this issue with this ho- loose housing, and they said, "Ah, oh, that explains it." Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a cheap fix, and uh, I just wondered. To, <laughs> it kind of bottom line on this is like, okay, you've got a, a dealership, and uh, they use their master mechanic, and they did a wonderful job on the installation, the transmission, and then they probably used an intern <laughs> to to. Finish up, uh, put it together, okay, and relieve the master mechanic, and and that's right. I have to think something like that must have happened. What say you? Um, I d- I, d- I doubt there was an intern involved. What I what I believe is that uh, um, so that was left loose, and somebody that whoever worked on your vehicle, the technician, didn't go back and double check everything, which is a big policy of ours. Like. Take a breath, stay back, double check all your work, you know, put your eyes on it, make sure it's good because something like that left loose. And what happened was that vehicle ended up getting uh, false air in into the throttle body, setting that air code, putting it in limp home because of how loose that was. Now, it probably wasn't as loose as it was when you found it, 
but it worked its way that way. And that's what happens when you don't double check things. So it's always good just to double check. And somebody obviously uh, uh, had taken things apart while they were doing the transmission on it, the technician working on it. And that's what ended up happening. It just yeah, happens like, sometimes. Like, but Like I say, that was an actual, it was an actual missing bolt. And you probably know the bolt, that, that great big plastic housing. Yeah, oh, yeah. It bolts down to the engine, uh, probably intake manifold. Correct. And the problem with that is when you get that, you get false. So the mass airflow sensor is right at the air uh, intake uh, or air cleaner assembly. Then it goes through that tube to the motor. So with that loose, the mass airflow sensor can't uh, register the correct amount of air to the computer coming in to handle fuel control. And then things getting caught in the throttle body causes other issues. And you get you get a limp home and a drivability concern and all that. So I can see exactly how that happened, but the plain, simple truth is somebody didn't recheck their work when they were done to make sure that everything was complete and put back together the way it was. And that's one reason that you take a take take a step back after you're all done, do a couple road tests, visually look at everything, and then you can put the done stamp on it, as we say. Yeah, well, good luck. That kind of thing happens at a dealership. Well, that's – yeah, you'd like to think that uh, – um, well – I can just, I'll tell you this, uh, things as far as this goes, we go out and hire some of the most qualified master technicians there are for our facilities. Um, a lot of those folks have left the dealerships. Um, they don't always take care of their people, you know, and I'm not saying there's not good technicians at the dealership. There are here and there, but they also have uh, um, some younger guys that don't have all the experience that, that uh, the master techs do. And that's why we tend to stay with the master techs. You know, you have to pay them more money. I'm fine with that. I'd way rather pay somebody really good that's really good at what they do to make sure and take care of our clients. Well, and you guys, uh, I wish you had a a North County coastal facility. Well, someday that might happen. Keep your eyes open. (laughs) Will do. (laughs) Thanks for your help, sir. Thanks for listening, Bruce. Yeah, Thanks for sharing, and you have yourself a wonderful, safe weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, folks, you're listening to Auto Talk Radio here. Give us a call, 1 888 344 1170. That's 888 344 1170. We're going to take our last break There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. Give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. 888-344-1170, the KCBQ hotline. Brendan's over there waiting to answer your calls to get you in queue so you can talk to us. Anyway, I also want to remind everybody the show is brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other automotive-related batteries at the West Automotive Group for one simple reason. They are the highest quality batteries out there and the number one worldwide technician-recommended battery. So if you need a battery for your vehicle, hit westautomotivegroup.com. 
we'll get you in and get an interstate installed for you. Why? Because they are the highest quality batteries out there. Also, if you need a battery for any other need, because let me tell you, they have a battery for everything. No question. And if you missed the interstate battery show I did with the interstate guy the one day that uh, Kevin was gone, he ran away uh, during the summer. And I did a uh, a show with uh, one of the interstate guys and a great show and talked about uh, their batteries and different things and all kinds of battery stuff. We talked about medical batteries and they, they do all kinds of stuff. So anyway, if you need a battery for any other need than automotive related, you can check them out at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70 in Union. 70th and University Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need, highest quality out there. All right, real quick, let's uh, grab uh, Alan in Lakeside. Good morning, Alan. Thanks for holding. How are you doing? Doing great, gentlemen. Thank you very much for taking the call. No problem. Um, I have a 2002 uh, GMC Sierra Duramax Crew Cab okay. uh, two-wheel drive uh, with a six-speed manual. Nice. And I have not yet mounted my fifth wheel, I want to buy I want to buy a fifth wheel trailer and start touring the country. Okay. The concern I have is when I back up the vehicle just without any load in it, I, it feels funny and, and it, there's like a clunk, 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 clunk as I back up and I've checked everything on the chassis underneath. I don't see anything loose. Uh, somebody had mentioned in a, in a, in a log post on one, on one of the blogs that maybe they want to put in like a torque bar system. What's your recommendations at this point? I like Kevin. Do, Kevin, you because to me, a lot of times you get axle wrap on those things, and basically yeah, it's the yeah. leaf springs going. So like some kind of, I know they make all these things now to help keep the leaf springs. You know, like it's almost like what did they call them back in the day? Like a uh, like a torsion bar. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they help to keep the leaf springs from wrapping you, up on you. You can add those on, right? Is that is that what you were talking about, Alan? Tor- I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I've seen I've seen you know I've seen stuff in like uh, some of these online parts places where they, what they what you're doing is you get you got a super hot rod and you're cranking out nine million horsepower. Yeah. You want to keep, keep all the horsepower on the ground. I don't care. I'm I'm not going to do anything to, 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 to the. Uh, to the engine other than maybe put a cold air filter uh, intake on it. But I think 300 horsepower with a, with a turbo diesel was going to be fine going up the hills. Yeah, yeah. So what, Kevin, the axle wraps the same thing with those, only it goes on those on performance cars, it goes the other direction, and they put those torsion bars on there to prevent the axle from, from twisting up because they're putting out so much horsepower. These trucks right. do it the way they're designed when you go in reverse, though, right, Kevin? Yeah, because you got to remember that – Especially with the manual and yeah. the diesel, it's got such a low uh, ratio at that point. It, it kind of, I mean, it, depending where your foot is on the throttle. Even like the new, yeah. I've noticed the new GMC trucks, they have like the shock thing that attaches to the axle. It's the new mm-hmm. torsion bar is what okay. it is. It keeps the it keeps the diff from moving a lot on that I, thing. I believe there is a torsion you could add to those if need be. But what I do is obviously get need to verify that's what it is, obviously. And if that is what it is, uh, then it's, it's not that big a fix you know to try to alleviate it somewhat it won't damage the vehicle either and you only get it when backing up so okay i, I did see i did see somebody on, on a youtube channel mm-hmm. that actually took a little gopro gopro camera uh-huh. and and they mounted underneath the vehicle and then they they did a road test before and after gotcha yeah and you could see you could see you can see the thing actually torque up and torque down yep so i mean you know, the guy I bought the truck from, it's 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 a used vehicle. It's, you know, only got 140,000 miles. The truck's going to outlive me. I'm 66. Okay. 
And uh, well, and in taking you know, care of that truck, it definitely what can can be your last yeah. truck. No, no question yeah, about I mean, it. Yeah, that's that's the plan. I mean, it's a crew cab. It's great. Uh, he only drove from San Diego Lakeside to Yuma with his with his toy hauler mm-hmm. for his you know quads and his, his motorcycles and stuff back and forth. So he averaged five thousand miles a year for the time he owned the vehicle. <laughs> I mean, that's nothing. It's, it's barely barely broke in. Yeah, and uh, so I mean. Do I go ahead and do more research, or just just go with the flow and just let it go? Well, uh, you could do that, or you could a- a- add a, a, the, an external traction bar onto it to prevent that doing so, and see yeah. if that takes care of it. You could get in and have us take a look at it and verify that's what it is. Um, you yeah. know, it just depends. But a lot of those have that, right, Kevin? Yeah, Things I would that- start though figuring out. Why make, it's doing it. Make sure it is that actually that's doing it. If so, which is highly likely, but you know, at the same time, I hate to say somebody, oh yeah, that'll take care of it. That's not a problem. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and it ends up being I something could, else. I bring it into your alcohol and store sometime. Yeah, that would be the best. Just verify if that's what it is. And there, like you said, there are some options, aftermarket stuff to put on there to alleviate that. Or you can live with, a lot of people live with it. It's just going in reverse. So, you know, um, and, and if you've got a fifth wheel on it, you're not going to be going backwards fast. So you'll be fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do anything fast with that truck. Gotcha. I want to say after you put some weight on that truck, you probably yeah. won't feel it as much, anyways. Correct. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I, yeah. All right. So one of those things, but yeah, sure, we're happy to take a look at it for you. Okay. Super. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks for the call and thanks for listening, Alan. Have a safe, wonderful, and try to stay dry weekend out there. You betcha. You got it, buddy. Bye bye. That's a great question because some of these things are built into cars that just happen. Well, especially those trucks, they have such a low ratio, and everything is so big. You do get clunking out of them and stuff. I mean, they're... You know what? And some things are built into vehicles, even like motorcycles. I have, a, as you know, uh, one of the motorcycles I have is a KTM 990R Adventure uh-huh. bike. And because of the way the rake, because that bike's, although it's a big bike, it's like a Dakar bike. It's built for off-road. Because of the rake of the forks on that thing, the first time we were on a... a, a I th- we did Yosemite... Uh, I did with a bunch of guys and we were camping off of it. There was uh, uh, four of us riding and camping off that, that thing. And going down the freeway, I realized that if you let go of the handlebars of that thing, that thing gets a bad wobble. And so the first time we stopped, I'm like, that, that was right after I'd bought that bike, put all the panniers on it and all uh-huh. that stuff and the, and the crash bars and all that. And I was like, GPS it up, wired it up for my heated jacket, heated grips. Everything's on the bike, right? It's done. And, and I said, um, there's something wrong with this bike. And, and, and my buddy Jeff goes, what do you mean there's something wrong with the bike? And I was like, you, you like take your hands off like at 65 mile an hour. And dude, you get this death wobble, like Speed a wobble. Jeep death wobble. And he goes, oh, no, they all do that. I, I said, why? He's like, well, it's the way they're designed. They're raking. And I was like, oh. He's all, there's nothing you can do. Even though I have a steering stabilizer on and all that, there's nothing you can do about no, it. They because, do that. But if you keep your hands on it, just the lightest touch, it doesn't happen. Well, that's the thing. They take, to make something better in one performance, you lose in a little bit well, area. Well, correct. You can't rake forks and have an off-road vehicle, uh, motorcycle. It doesn't work that way, that, that kind of rake to it, you know. So just one of those things. It's all good. It's kind of like if you make a tranny upshift a little bit firmer because, you know, you, you want a little faster – then it might clunk downshifting. I mean, gotcha. That's true. That's true. All right, real quick, let's grab, grab uh, Alan in Chula Vista. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Uh, doing good. Love listening to you guys when you're just talking about yourself. Um, hey, I got a question about a, we have a 2005 Toyota Prius. Uh huh. 
and we don't drive that car real often. And I've had the battery go down, and uh, I just put a regular charger on it. But I think you guys were talking about it one time that you have to be careful the charge rate you use compared to a regular, uh, you know, car with that. That's not a uh, hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know anything about charge rate? Is it better to use a like a battery tender? A trickle charger, or is it okay to just put a regular battery charger on? When I put it on, it usually goes up to about eight amps, and then it just tapers down to, you know, three or four when it's charged. Yeah. Um. So you're and you're talking about the start battery for that vehicle, the little battery that looks like a normal car battery, right? Right. It's a, what they call a primary battery. It's Pri- yeah. The electronics. And we, yeah. Different uh, hybrid people. Some people call them primary. Some people call it the, the start battery, uh, etc. Um. Yeah, so number one, charging, that's a lead-acid battery, so you can use a regular battery charger, but anytime you're going to charge a low battery, it's always best to do it low amperage and in a long period of steady charge to bring it back to life. Fast charging anything is not good, on in, even if it's not a hybrid. So um, plain and simple, uh, battery tenders are great. They, they're little trickle chargers, and all they do is when the voltage drops to a certain area, it's got a little, it turns on the thing, and it uh, charges it back up. Um, I have a couple vehicles. I have those on right now because of COVID. We haven't been using them, and the batteries were continually going dead. So, uh, you know, that's the only way to keep them keep keep them charged up, which is extremely important. Otherwise, you'll kill the battery in short order. Is there some way to reduce the charge rate on a standard battery charger? You know, they're just pretty basic. Um, it depends on which battery charger you have, to be honest with The ones like we use in the shop have like five different settings on them, all the way from trickle charge to to what's called a start setting, where it puts enough uh, uh, voltage uh, and amperage out to actually start a vehicle with a dead battery. Um, so it just depends on the charger you have. So, yeah, you're talking about the, the chargers on basically on wheels. Yes. You can wheel around the shop yeah. rather than just a pick-up-and-carry thing? Correct. They, Yeah, they have trickled what? You, 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 what's a slow charge on them also. Even the old pick-up-carry ones, they used to have switches on them. So Usually, I, yeah. I mean, I, one of my little ones that I have at the house has two and six amps on it, and it's just a little dinky one, but, I mean, it still had the switch to go from two amps to six amps. So, But there could be ones out there that don't. <laughs> and there's also smaller ones out there that actually have jump start on them. Yeah. The ones that were like tackle box size. Yeah. So it so, just, just depends uh, on what you have. But it's always best to do a low amp- amperage, uh, a slow charge on any lead-acid battery that's dead. Okay. What would be the charge rate of the, the slow charge if, Use, if you read it, it on a meter? Usually it's around 2 amps or less. Okay. That sounds more like a, a battery tender. Well, correct. That's slow charge. A battery tender is a slow charge. That's all okay. it does. Same, same thing. So, but the battery tender be, be, is slow charge uh, all the time, and and it shuts off though whenever the full charge comes. It's got a switch in it. Whereas a charger doesn't always do that. You put it on slow charge, and if, if you two amps, so if you put a battery tender on a battery that's fairly dead, uh, and it let it start to charge, it will eventually bring it up to full charge. But it's gonna take. It takes quite a while which is best on a lead-acid battery uh, because fast-charging them can damage them sometimes. Okay. Okay. So uh, then uh, let me just ask a, a last question then. Sure. If, when the engine's running, is that about what, what the, uh, the current is in, in the charging the battery? In, in other words, from an alternator, are you running about, um, especially, uh, especially on the hybrids, are you running about 2 to 5 amps it, it normal de- charging? It depends on how low the battery is. Once again, an alternator uh, uh, 
uh, knows how low a bat- how battery is and how many amps and stuff. So, and the draw on the system as far as that goes. So, uh, an alternator puts out more amps when there's more draw on the system, and a low battery will put more draw on the system. So, I want to say an average alternator is putting out 50 amps because once you start the car up, then you start using your heater, your, your radio, correct. your windshield wipers. Correct. So, um, it, the the charging system on a car regulates what the load on the car is, uh, regulates the amount of amps it's putting out what the load on the car is. So the more load, so like you turn your wipers on, your heater on, your or your AC on, and you have you have your headlights on high beam and all that. So the more load you put on, the more that alternator will put out. Does that make sense? Okay. Does it does it have a built-in regulator somewhere in the alternator? Most of them are built into that. Some of them are regulated by the PCM now or powertrain control module. Chrysler likes to do that. Yeah, that's Chrysler's favorite thing to do. Yeah. So okay. so it just depends, but yes, there is they are regulated and uh they're electronic solid state. So, you know, as far as that goes, we used to have little voltage regulators uh, you know, external of those when they're alternators and voltage regulators that were external when we had a uh, uh before alternators when we had a uh, Come on, what's the name of it, Kevin? Oh, generator. generator. Generator, yeah, long thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, back in the old days, that was a long time ago. So, But yes, now almost all alternators now are internally regulated or it's regulated by, by the powertrain control module. Okay, good. I think I'm going to go, have to go out and look for a better battery charger because mine just, the only switch it has on is between 6-volt and 12-volt output. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, you yeah, there's all kinds of them out there and you know, you could if not, you can even probably find one on Amazon that's pretty good and the cost isn't too bad of them. Okay, great. Okay. All right, good deal. Thanks for the for the advice. Hey, thanks for listening, Alan. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. Stay dry. Thank you too. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. Very cool. Good questions. Yes. Yep. It's always better to slow charge a battery. Oh well, I mean yeah. let I, us that batteries don't like to be fast charged ever. I know us as Americans, we want it now, but <laughs> as Americans. <laughs> Well, we us do. As, I mean, us as people in general. Why don't we buy electric cars more often? Because we don't want to wait 12 hours to have our car recharged. You know what I mean? So Very, very true. Very true. So a couple last things I wanted to hit up uh, since uh, we've gone through, seems, uh, all callers. If you've got a, got a question, I want to jump in real quick. one 888 1170 That's 888-344-1170. But, uh, so a couple other things you need to know is what kind of warranty is a facility giving? You know, was the shop clean and presentable? Do they have a nice customer bathroom? You should stop in and see our customer's bathroom. They're really cool. Right. Yeah, nice. Uh, did they offer a ride to work or somewhere you need to go? Work, home, back, etc. Uh, was there a comfortable, pleasant, and clean waiting area? Uh, during COVID right now, we don't allow a bunch of people to wait. So, heads up. That's Although it's still there, we're just not using it. <laughs> well, on, under them things, you're flying underneath the state's regulations anyway. So Correct. it's not... Yes. It's not like you're trying to throw them out the door. It's just the state says. <laughs> yep. If a repair facility passes all these tests, it can hang the AAA uh, shingle, as we call it. As you can see, membership and associated such this is a significant qualifier when evaluating a facility. Very important stuff. Uh, so, you know, like I said, visit the shop you're interested in after verifying it's AAA approved. Does it look like it ought to be condemned by the health department? Well, I, t- I will tell you this. I've been in independent shops before that, like, there's parts in the waiting area, and there's something like, oh, my gosh. You know, we've I, never seen that before, have we, in a yeah, transmission shop? You don't, <laughs> I don't think you, 
it was probably more common in the 70s, 80s. I don't think you see Early that. Early 90s. In, I don't think you see that as much as, of course, I don't, it's not that I wander into the I was going to say, I, I'm often, sure they're but, out there. I don't know. But uh, um, just, you know, cleanliness is uh, is important. I always tell people and, and my employees and all of us agree, you know, the way that uh, uh, we keep everything like the lobbies and all this stuff is how we take care of your car also. Clean and orderly. Clean and orderly. You know. Yes. So important, important stuff. No question about it. You know, and just knowing that uh, the other thing that goes along with that is do they give out quality uh, uh, warranties behind us? You know, like we have everything from two years, 24,000 miles nationwide to three years, 100,000. The reason we do that is because work we do is quality and we want to give you a peace of mind when you have your vehicle serviced or repaired with us. So, you know, we also display all of our certifications, right? Yes. So very important stuff, uh, you know, and, and we uh, handle and use uh, all quality parts to make sure that your vehicle is fixed properly the first time is what we're shooting for. No offense, but the next time we see you back, we'd like it for a different service or repair. No, one, one of those things. Anything else you want to throw on top of this? No. no, no, no. But almost, uh, you know, it's important. Things have been kind of normal lately. Which, I mean, it's, you know, router repair, that's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, so just make sure, and do your vetting, in other words, but like, like I was stating, you know, and, and make sure that they have the equipment needed to fix your vehicle properly. You know, some facilities, like if you rolled in with a Lamborghini to any of our stores, we'd point you down the road. We don't work on those cars. Well, they're kind of a specialty <clears> car. So. They are. Lamborghinis, uh, um uh, as far as that goes, uh, you know, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, not my thing. We don't do those. You know, we uh, we do uh, European cars, you know, like regular BMWs and stuff like that. But but uh, uh, those those cars, we don't do a 10 uh, stuff on. And you need specialty tools to do them anyway. So most people that work on those, you know, um, we don't do uh, we smog and do small repairs on 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 the like the Porsche four doors and stuff like that, but but when you get into the the uh, uh, the Carreras and the and the, and all those those need to go over to a specialty Porsche guy too. Well, yeah, because most of those cars you have to pretty much take them completely apart to right. even put a clutch in it. Correct. It's not like you just pull the transmission out. You got to disassemble half the body and you do. We don't and we don't do a ton of those on that stuff. But uh, uh, you know we do do the ones. What what is what is the Porsche that's just like the Volkswagen Tioga or whatever. Same same vehicle, right? Oh, the SUV. Yeah, the one with the Toyota transmission. Yeah, it's a Volkswagen with a Toyota transmission. Yes. and it's got a Porsche label on it. Yes, yes. We work on those. <laughs> it's the same because it's a normal car. It is a normal. Yeah, it's a day to day normal car. Exactly. All right, folks. We appreciate you joining us today. We want you, uh, everybody out there uh, here at Auto Talk Radio, everybody out there to keep the rubber side down and shiny side up. If you're living here in Southern California, slow down a little bit. It is rain, and I know it is a, not a normal problem that we have, but here we go. We're he- heading into winter, and it's going to, uh, or we're heading out of winter. I don't know what we're doing. I was but say, it's about time. It's almost it's, February. It is almost February. Uh, we will be back next Saturday. Look forward to seeing you all or hearing you all or you all hearing us. Make sure and tune in here at uh, K-Praise. And uh, the answer is San Diego, 1170. This has been Auto Talk Radio. We will catch you next Saturday. Take care, folks.
for answers to all your automotive questions. Tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.